We have a big proposition for you, guy. You, uh, you still uh, playing percussion? I told you we was, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day. We need you, Sketch. How about sitting in for Chad just for tonight? Why? <laughs> just broke his arm. <laughs> <laughs> These are the clock radios, fellas. So, what's this tune? Well, it's an original that I wrote. Hey. We wrote. It's nothing you can't handle. It's just for tonight. And if we win, we split $100. Oh. Playing in group again. Man, that sounds like fun. All right, here's the deal. If you want these magic hands, you gotta buy two new record needles. And this radio. Are you serious? It's $14.95 on sale. How about a washing machine, too? Yeah, okay. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. I opened up with that clip from the movie, That Thing You Do. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. I was driving home from Montana yesterday, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, hearing, uh, I'm hearing on talk radio about uh, Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, isn't he uh, an attorney? Went to law school, uh, wasn't very smart, got some, uh, got some jobs working for some banks because of his dad was a senator. And then uh, his dad was vice president. He got made a, a board of directors for Burisma for some Ukrainian Ukrainian uh, oil and gas company for like a million dollars a year. And then he he uh, made some deal in China while his dad was talking to uh, some government people. He was making a deal with the uh, with the Chinese with the Chinese government, Bank of China, and walked away with a billion and a half dollars for their investment fund. And uh, went to Moscow for something, and the mayor's wife gave him three and a half million dollars. I don't know. I think he's a he's a, a professional extortionist. And now, now after uh, going through all the stuff he's he's gone through, now he's an artist, and he's not just somebody who's making paintings. I can guarantee you that George W. Bush's paintings aren't going for half a million dollars. But it started bringing up to me that hey. No, he's he's doing abstract art, like he's letting paint drip out of his nose into onto a canvas. He's he's uh, spraying uh, spraying paint out of a straw, making splotches, and he's doing some stuff that looks like paint by numbers. Nothing that nothing that 
um, is extraordinarily beautiful, just abstract art, which apparently is is the uh, the the best cover up for laundering money because you can say you're buying art and you're really peddling influence to the president of the United States. And I just start thinking, man, that's like uh, that's like uh, that thing you do. Hey, we need you to sit in and drum for us because our drummer broke his arm. Well, uh, hey, if you want these magic hands for tonight, you got to buy two record needles and the, this clock radio. You know what? Hey, if you want to talk to my dad, if you want to have have an open line to the president of the United States, you got to buy this painting, which looks like something that your uh, grandkids made in uh, in uh, first grade finger painting, but it's $500,000. I don't know. I just look at things and I say, uh, hey, does this make sense to me? I don't think so. I don't think so because if I'd start doing abstract painting, because I could, I could drip paint out of my nose onto a canvas. I could uh, stick some paint in my mouth and blow it at the canvas with a straw, and I could, I could probably make some lines and fill that stuff in. I don't think anybody's going to give me half a million bucks for it, though. Maybe if I have one of my grandkids do that. So I don't know. It just, just makes, uh, just didn't make sense to me, and it just popped into my head, and I said, "Hey, there's a perfect line for my show." Let's bring that out and let's talk about that thing you do. That song was under pressure. That's uh, David Bowie and uh, and Queen, and and we thought about that because uh, you know what? I bought a uh, I bought an autographed guitar, um, autographed by David Bowie, and it was at a charity auction. And the charity bought it from a from a place in Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas that gets all this uh, memorabilia, rock and roll and sports memorabilia. And they, and they make it look real pretty and they sell it and they sell it for a lot of money. And uh, I don't know what price the charity got it from. So they'd auction it, but I think I paid 2,800 bucks for it. And I, and they auctioned it off a couple of weeks, maybe a month after David Bowie died. And I'm thinking to myself, self, didn't anybody not notice that we're, there that you know because they only bid it up to 2800 bucks and i'm going hey if i'm gonna if i can give money to charity i'm gonna get some cool stuff and uh and and i saw this hey david bowie's dead this is this is a finite finite uh supply of these of these this memorabilia i think it's cool and and i bought it so when we're thinking of a song to open up with hey david bowie under pressure and the under pressure parts the stuff we saw biden under this week that we're going to talk about in a few minutes but first, let me introduce myself. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities out there, some of them are a little harder to find, but they're, they're out there. If you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk to me about real estate, financing, and all that stuff, and uh, but you don't want to talk on the phone, um, you can go to edhoffman.net. You know, sometimes talking on the phone is so personal. And then I'm going to ask you personal questions. You don't want to know if you disclose everything to me just yet. And somehow when it's on, when it's on an email or something, you can, you can ask questions and think about whether you want to answer it um, without hanging up on me and, and any of that. So, but if you want to do it the cyber way, go to edhoffman.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo, and that'll take you to my lending page, and you can fill out as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much you want want back, and uh, you'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates, and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. 
Uh, if there's any part of the show you want repeated or you want to share it, um, you can get the podcast on edhoffman.net as well. Just click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well as several past shows uh, on demand. You can also get the, the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can uh, subscribe for free and have it uh, download to your uh, your computer, your watch or your iPhone or your Droid or your or your uh, mini pad or your or your uh, iPod or any of that stuff. And uh, that you can listen to podcasts, you can hear it on demand. Um, if you uh, if you want to give comments on the show, email me at ed at edhoffman.net and uh, follow me on uh, on uh, social media. Twitter, I'm at Ed Hoffman and every all the other social media. I'm at Big Ed Hoffman and the main event. Uh, the main event Ed Hoffman is the is the is the page on Facebook. Okay, I went through that fast, and I'm probably got it a little confused, but we're uh, under pressure here today because we're running out of time, and I got to get this done because I got an event ready to start. So anyway, let's talk about uh, let's talk about how what Biden did to embarrass us abroad all week. The Biden Harris administration has all but given up on the on the border, and uh, Harris Harris is uh, attending a gay pride event this, gay pride events this week. While Joe Biden headed to Europe to embarrass America on foreign soil, the fun started on Monday with Biden posing for the customary world leader photos at the G7 in Cornwall, England. And if you if you saw any of it on TV, you see you see him doing fist bumps with everybody and say, hey, you know what? Uh, I can't even imagine Trump doing fist bumps uh, with people. He he just walk up and grab grab him with his big mitt. And uh, give him a give him a uh, a handshake, which looks so. Oh, and he's doing the elbow bumps too, and you see and you see them walking along, and Jill's leading uh, leading her husband, the president, by the elbow. Come on, Joe. She's like his seeing eye dog. She's just no wait. The seeing eye dog is uh, is Kamala Harris. So she's but she's just moving him around like she's his visiting visiting angel, and uh, leading him around while he looks like he doesn't really know where where he's supposed to be. Um, and as, and then at the end of it, he's addressing the press, he's addressing the press in the least coherent way he could possible. I know you all know, but a lot of people may not know what COVID is by harassing the full potential of, uh, those who are harassing, we're going to have to try to change things. <laughs> but, um, uh, we, um, uh, you know, there's a lot that, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to get in trouble with staff. I don't do this the right way. I'm going to get in trouble with my my staff. Yeah, go ahead. But I pretend that you didn't answer you. Hello. Did anybody understand what that was? Uh, he's talking to the world, the, the 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 leaders of the world, and they don't know what COVID is. I don't know if you know what COVID is. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've got to we've got to harass the potential. Doesn't it mean they need probably mean to say harness the potential to fix this thing? And then he just just babbles aimlessly with no sense of it is this is anybody proud of this hey you democrats that might be listening just to get just to just to hear some stuff to to make fun of uh, republicans about does this make you proud we should all be asking all our uh, all our people that we know that actually voted for biden are you proud when you see your president like that because i can tell you that when I see when I used to see Trump go out there and and actually lead our nation made me proud to be an American. You know, I know that we have a we I know we had a president who loved this country, who would stand up for our country, who would put us first. 
and was a straightforward guy. Biden, Biden is an embarrassment. And as we talk, you're going to hear how the rest of the world sees it. I mean, you heard you heard uh, last week when we talked about uh, the president of Guatemala saying, hey, you know what? I just don't agree with. You know, that it's climate change and any of the stuff, it's the messaging you guys said, come on here and we're going to and we're going to uh, keep kids together. We're going to keep families together. We're going to reunite everybody. And and hey, so we sent all our kids and the adults think they're getting in, too. So Biden joined the leaders of United of the United Kingdom, Canada, France, Germany, Italy and Japan in signing a joint com- communique that addressed topics like ending COVID, but of course, not telling the truth about the root cause of it, a guideline for fighting climate change, even though we know we can't do anything about climate change because it's the world. You know, I, the way I see it, climate change changes every three months anyway. So it's been going on for all of my life. But, you know, here's here's something while we're talking about fighting climate change. If Biden shut down the Keystone pipeline, the Keystone XL pipeline, because it's bad for the environment, it's good for business. It's good for for employment. It's good for everything else, but it's bad for the for the for the the environment in the world. Why was it okay to uh, to take off the stops to let the Nordstrom pipeline go that goes from Russia down to Germany? Isn't it the same world? I don't know. Just things that I think about. I'll just point these point these little thoughts out. And the other thing that uh, the communique uh, addressed the topic was. Uh, an examination of international law regarding online safety and hate speech, which is a code for uh, we found a way to tell more lies about Donald Trump. We adopted a climate security action plan, which several years ago people thought we would never would do. We agreed that among the most important shared missions is renewing and strengthening the resilience of our democracies. We have to root out corruption that siphons off our strength Guard against those who would stoke hatred and division for political gain, this phony populism. Uh, he's trying to stop, which, you know, hey, he's guarding against against uh, people that would stoke hate and use it as to uh, to stoke populism, so so-called populism. This is trying to stop Trump and anyone else, anything that I want to say, anything that you want to say that uh, that might make sense but doesn't agree with our agenda. We're going to try try and wait to, to fight to, to, to examine the laws regarding online safety and hate speech. We're going to make sure that we're going to call, well, wait, hold on, hold on. Ed Hoffman's out there talking about how uh, uh, getting rid of the, the XL pipeline and letting the Nordstrom pipeline come in doesn't make sense. Ah, that sounds like hate speech. He's trying to make me look stupid. Uh, because, you know, I stopped it to, to fix the environment. We're going to create green jobs. I don't think those people are still working. They're still not working. Oh, yeah, but they're getting unemployment. Um, so anyway, this realize what's going on here, folks. Pay attention because it's coming a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger. They're just trying to squelch the truth from getting out. Tuesday, it was on to uh, NATO's summit in Brussels. That press conference was not any better. You've met Vladimir Putin before. What have you learned about him that informs how you approach this sit down with him? And what's your mindset walking into a meeting with a former KGB agent who you've said has no soul? 
I'll tell you all that when it's over. Thank you, Mr. President. I also have two questions about Vladimir Putin. The first is, have any of the world leaders you've met with this week expressed concern that by meeting with President Putin this early in your presidency, that it'll look like you're rewarding him? What's your second question? I wanted to ask you, when you're having these conversations with European allies who are very concerned about these sanctions, how do you justify that? And what are your plans? 120 days. Give me a break. Need time. You know what? Do you think do you think that would have been accepted by Trump? Well, you know, by anyone when Trump was in there. Wait, uh, I'll tell you, know, you're going into this thing. What, what is your thinking? Uh, I'll tell you when it's over. Oh, wait. But what about this? You're going against a guy that uh, you said is a killer. Um, uh, uh, what's your next question? Uh, I don't want to answer that one because I'll have to be held accountable for what I said. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, do you think you're giving him a, a uh, platform? 120 days. Give me a break. I thought I thought we elect people that are ready to hit the ground running. He's only been preparing for this for 48 years. What's going to happen in 240 days? I'll tell you what's going to happen. He's going to destroy our country and our reputation globally. Okay, so on to uh, Wednesday, the uh, the big summit with Vladimir Putin in Geneva, Switzerland, where where Biden was expected to get somewhere with Putin on a couple of issues, human rights and cybersecurity. Over the past year, Russian cyber criminals have hacked JBS, one of our largest meat suppliers. Of course, we don't need to be eating so much meat because, you know, those cows, those cows fart and it creates methane gas and it's just not good for the environment. So we should all be cutting down on meat anyway. You know, if you listen to those people, um, so they hacked JBS, JBS, uh, uh, which stopped the meat supply. And, and in case you didn't notice, made the cost of beef go up quite a bit. Uh, the Colonial Pipeline, which is responsible for gasoline in 10 U.S. states, which basically had people running out of gas. Truckers stopped it at, uh, at gas stations, not being able to fill their trucks up and not be able to get goods to the market. Um, so that happened. And then uh, and then a software provider. Uh, known as Solar Winds, um, that is really not a solar company, but they're a software company that gave that gave them access. That gave the Russians access to digital files of our own departments of justice, state, treasury, energy, and commerce. Which uh, who knows what kind of classified files they were able to get from that. So uh, this is one of the things that that uh, Biden was supposed to be dealing with while he's over there, and uh, you know. At, at the end of it, normally our president would deliver a joint press conference. You know, Trump did. I think uh, uh, Obama did. I think uh, Bush did. Uh, I mean, there's even even a you know, you get the, the two presidents up side by side. You've seen it a million times. Uh, think about this scene from uh, Love Actually. Uh, Mr. President, uh, has it been a good visit? Very satisfactory indeed. We uh, got what we came for. And our special relationship is still very special. Yeah, I think that's probably what Putin's thinking at the end of it. Yeah, we got what we came for. I got to be on stage in front of the global, the global audience, and they're only watching because he was with the president of the United States. And, uh, you know, our special relationship is still very special. No, but Biden was, was too much of a weak suck to actually stand next to him. And because, of course, if he stands next to him, he, can, he can't lie about can't lie about what's going on. And at the same time, if Putin's standing next to 
to Biden. Biden can't lie about what's going on. So there's a little bit of a plausible deniability as long as you're not standing next to the guy you had the meeting with. That gave Putin a platform to tell lies about the United States totally unchallenged. Here's the first one in relation to the cyber hacking. I'd like to inform you of something, that most of the cyber attacks in the world are carried out from the cyber realm of the United States. In second place is Canada, afterwards Latin American countries, and then comes Great Britain. Russia on this list. Where's Russia on this list? Uh, Russia's not on the list. Well, okay. I'm satisfied. You know, it's, uh, he said they're not on the list said, hey, the cyber cyber attacks come from the United States, the cyber attacking area of the United States. Then comes Canada, then the Latin American countries, and then Great Britain. And, uh, you know, we're not even on the list. We don't. We just don't. I don't know what, you, uh, you know, hey, you know, uh, O.J. Simpson, hey, you know, I, I'm 100% not guilty. I was at McDonald's with a friend. What are you talking about? Okay. You know, well, they found a Heisman Trophy in the bushes next to uh, his wife's uh murders murder scene uh you know and they found the glove and it, you know if you put on if you have to put on gloves inside old gloves that were you got to put on surgical gloves and then try to slide them into to gloves and that have been soaked in blood and dried up for about nine months uh you know hey if it if it doesn't fit you must quit hey so uh hey you said you said you're not even on the list so i guess that's all right okay i'm satisfied Next up was human rights, which didn't fare much better. Here's the matter at hand. Right now, two U.S. Marines, Paul Whelan and Trevor Reed, are sitting in Russian prison on so-called spying charges. Whelan was allegedly in Russia for a wedding. Reed's reasons for being in Russia are unclear, but he was accused of assaulting a Russian police officer while he was drunk at a party in Moscow. Well, I've never been to a party in Moscow, but, you know, if you're there and you're drunk, what else do you do but attack police? I don't know. So uh, there was talk that a prisoner swap agreement would be in reach between Biden and Putin. That didn't happen. You know why it didn't happen? I'll tell you. I don't even have to have anybody explain it to me because Biden's not strong enough to make it make it important. Biden wouldn't wouldn't. Ha- you know, you see him on, see him talking to him and he's got his little note cards there. But nobody nobody put on one of those index cards. Hey, uh, Reed and Whelan need to need to get out of jail. They need to come home. There's no need for them to sit in, in jail for 20 years for whatever they did, for whatever they did. You get you you punch you punch a police officer here in the United States, you get a ticket. You don't even get put in jail. They have 20 years. But Biden didn't think that was important enough. Can you imagine if Trump was in there? They'd be on Air Force One with him on the way home. Biden and Putin. Uh, so why this didn't happen instead? Putin deflected blame on the United States, this time lumping together our war on terror and policing challenges into one massive accusation that we're the human rights abusers. In in American cities, every day people are killed. That includes leaders of various organizations. You can't say a word about it. You you, you don't have the time to say a word and somebody's killed. The entire movement developed, known as Black Lives Matter. I'm not going to comment on that, but here's what I do want to say. What we saw was disorder, destruction, violations of the law. But fine, those those are criminal matters. But 
What about Afghanistan? You know, clearly, clearly civilians were killed in Iraq. What is that? And who takes the responsibility for that? Who is the killer? Or for human rights? Listen, well, Guantanamo is still operating now. There, and it's not in accordance with anything, not international law, not American law, not anything. But it still exists. Well, Putin should never have been given that platform so he could say any of this stuff. But clearly, Putin is a smart guy. And he's capitalizing, he's capitalizing on the optics of what was going on here in America. And, you know, while the while the Democrats are saying, hey, these are peaceful, nonviolent. Uh, protests. These are peaceful protests, and we're all seeing buildings in flames and people dead, you know, uh, that are trying to protect their stores. We see all this stuff. This is how the rest of the world sees it. They're not stupid enough to buy the BS that the Democrats, oh, this this is peaceful protesting. Why is anybody worried about, hey, um, Kamala Harris trying to raise money to get protesters and vandalizers and, and, uh, and, uh, looters out of jail. Hey, donate to here. We'll help get, get these people out of jail. They're just peacefully protesting. The rest of the world sees clearly. They see clearly and it makes us look stupid. Hey, I'm, I'm out of time for uh, uh, part one of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of uh, weather, commercial traffic and, and sports. And I'll be right back with lots more of this. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about real estate and financing on the radio show because uh, not near as exciting as as watching what's happening in this world and telling you guys how to interpret it. And if you want to get more interpretation of uh, of my interpretation of of life, the world, investing, all that stuff, stay tuned for my book that's coming out in hopefully in September. It's just finished the manuscript. Uh, it's called Experience Matters. It's coming out. It's coming out, and uh, I'll be pitching it and telling you how to get it uh, in the next couple of months. Um, but before the, but you know, if you want to talk about uh, real estate and financing, and uh, and you need some help with that, call me toll free at eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. That's eight five five six four zero twenty twenty, or go to edhoffman.net, click on the Summit Funding logo, and we'll. Uh, We'll do business from there. So before the before the break, we were talking about uh, the press conferences after the Geneva summit um, with uh, our illustrious leader, who Mr. Magoo, who doesn't really know where he's at. He's just trying to get away from the uh, get away from anybody asking him questions because he doesn't have any answers. And uh, he didn't have an opportunity to have a teleprompter, so he couldn't just make a speech and go. Uh, he's being held, he's being held accountable to actually have a brain and clearly he failed at that. Um, so, so we, we talked about how, how they didn't do the side by side and, and Putin got an opportunity to go out there and just, just rank on, uh, rank on the United States and make us look, make us look stupid and just lie about these things uh, on these questions that the reporters have that Biden didn't take care of when he was meeting face to face. 
So uh, what did we get accomplished? Well, Biden gave a, Putin a custom pair of aviator sunglasses like he wears and a $3,200 crystal bison sculpture. The significance of the sunglasses that Biden wears are aviators. So he wanted he wanted uh, he wanted uh, Putin to have a pair of nice aviator glasses like he wears. Also, you might notice that Ponch and John wear them on chips that uh, that TV series from the 70s. And, uh, you know, that uh, Goose and Maverick, they also wore them in uh, Top Gun from the 70s. So, you know, I'm sure Putin was going, where can I get a pair of glasses like Biden wears? Hey, the 70s called. They want their sunglasses back. Uh, and the significance of the uh, of the of the crystal bison sculpture. Um, apparently, when Biden was vice president, the American bison was named as the national mammal of the United States. Who knew? Who knew there was even a even a national mammal? Who knew? Is there a national fish? Is there a national dog? Is there a national bird? Oh yeah, we know the national bird is the uh, a bald eagle, but uh, you know a national mammal. Who knew? In Russia, European bison have been reintroduced over the past twenty years and multiplied in the wild. Great. Who cares? All right. So here's uh, here's Biden proudly summarizing the cyber security portion of the meeting. Note the dig against Trump at the end. I talked about the proposition that certain critical infrastructure should be off limits to attack, period, by cyber or any other means. I gave them a list. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have it in front of me, 16 specific entities. I pointed out to him we have significant cyber capability. And he knows it. He doesn't know exactly what it is, but it's significant. And if, in fact, they violate these basic norms, we will respond. There are no threats, just... There's simple assertions made and no, well, if you do that, then we'll do this. What anything I said. Yeah, we don't we don't ever we never put any specific threats down because that would just that might make somebody mad. So, uh, you know, so here's the questions I have with that. Certain certain areas are off limits to attack. Does that mean there are some some that. Some areas that are within limits to attack. You can you can attack these areas. You can attack uh, uh, Trump, uh, Donald Trump's Twitter and Facebook feed, but you can't you can't do these sixteen. And you know here's the here's the other thing. Why does he never have the facts in front of him? Well, I don't have the list in front of me. Is that the first time you've heard that in the last 120 days? Well, you know, I, I, well, we got these concerns. I, I don't really have the things that we're going to take care of, but we're we're taking care of a lot of things. We're taking care of a lot of things, and you know, uh, among them are life, liberty, and uh, you know the thing. You know, it, it's just kind of, it's just kind of, it's just a mystery to me why he's never prepared. Because if it's not on his teleprompter, he doesn't know it. Biden's solo press conference was a chaotic outdoor affair with with an ending that no one saw coming. A Democrat president yelling at CNN. As Biden was walking off the stage, CNN's Caitlin Collins shouted a question about Putin. Why are you so confident he'll change his behavior, Mr. President? That's when uh, Biden went unhinged. What the hell, what do you do all the time? So when did I say I was confident? I said, said, the next six I said what I said was, let's get it straight. I said what will change their behavior is that the rest of the world reacts to them and it diminishes their standing in the world. Of anything. I'm just stating the fact. Well, you know, it, uh, if it was kind of hard to hear because it was kind of uh, it was kind of hard because he's walking away from the camera. But he goes, what do you guys do all day? 
Can you imagine if Trump lost it, lost his 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 cool with the uh, with the reporters based on how they harassed him? What do you guys do all day? I never said I was confident. I told him that, you know, hey, if you don't change your behavior, the world's going to react. Yeah. And. It's just the fact. Anyway, you know, and if you don't if you don't if you don't feel weakness. And embarrassment. You might be a Democrat. All right. So uh, and I don't even think I don't see how even even Democrats with common sense and just open eyes can even feel good about this stuff. No, all we want, all we want is our president to to make us feel proud and make us feel that everything's going to be okay. Keep us calm. The world's not falling apart. We don't need to find another country to move to. That's all we, that's all we want them to do. Lead us. So anyway, uh, I don't feel that. So uh, let's talk about comedians coming out for COVID truth. This is a, uh, this is some, uh, you know, it seems like I've been saying this stuff for a year now. Uh, but 10 years ago, who would have believed that there would come a time when Bill Maher and Jon Stewart would start sounding like they belonged on Fox News? Well, that time is now. Bill Maher, who tapes his show in L.A., uh, celebrated June 15th on uh, the June 15th, the end of uh, California's longtime nightmare of COVID restrictions. Yes, California, we're back, baby. June 15th. Yes. Maybe we will. Uh, maybe we can stop this silly distancing and masking. <laughs> I see people on the street walking outside with a mask on, like you moron. I just want to yeah, yeah. shout at them outside the car. You're a moron. Yeah, you know what? Uh, this is this is all revelations when uh, Bill Maher says it. But I've been saying it forever, and uh, uh, Scott even pointed out. Hey, you know what? When you drive by someone and, and they're they're walking outside by themselves and they got their mask on you just want to yell at me you're a moron and the thing that uh don and i notice when we drive by past people you're in a car by yourself with your windows rolled up and you're wearing a mask what's up with that you're a moron so uh i'll tell you that don and i went to our house in montana last week we were there for like a week and a half and uh, i actually recorded the show last week from uh from my office in that house. Um, and you don't see very many masks anywhere. I mean, uh, you don't hardly see anybody wearing masks. Some, some uh, restaurants or stuff you'd, you'd walk into, you don't have to wear a mask, but some of the employees were wearing masks. Um, and then of course, as we drove home, the closer you get to California, the more you see it, but uh, where people are, you know, especially in Nevada on the way coming through Las Vegas and, and you stop, you stop to fill up for gas and it just, Mostly, mostly uh, tourists, tourists coming around there. They're all in their minivans with their masks on, get out and run around with masks. But you know, it's, it's just, it's just unbelievable how, how people have been handling it. And that's the social distancing BS. Then John Stewart has uh, nothing to lose now that he's retired. Uh, he had no problem saying the truth about COVID origins on uh, Stephen Colbert's show. Stewart challenged Colbert with the revelation we've known all for the past year. COVID wasn't some accident involving bats and pangolins. It was intentionally created in a Wuhan lab uh, as a Chinese bioweapon. There's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab. There's an investigation. A chance? Well, I'm, I, so, I, 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 oh I, my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The 
Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. The only coronavirus we have is in Wuhan, yes. where they have a lab called, what's the lab called again, Stephen? The Wuhan novel coronavirus lab. I believe that's uh -huh. the case. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. Too good. Too good. But you know what's funny is uh, we've been saying this for a year. And why is it that when Jon Stewart and and Bill Maher finally said, okay, then I guess it's true. I guess it's true. You know what? I've been saying, hey, you know what? Uh, we had an outbreak in Wuhan, and Wuhan shut down the whole city. They shut down their whole city. No one goes in, no one goes out. But somehow, people with COVID were able to get on international planes and drop into California and drop into other states and other countries. And this was an accident. I don't think so. I don't think so. So, you know what? Again, I tell you, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, keep your brain, the switch on your brain in the on position and consider this stuff. <clears throat> I can think of someone that I got into a, into a uh, talk about. I said, hey, you know, what? back in the early days, what about the 66,000 people that have that have uh, that have died? I say, hey, you know, what? this is just the flu. This is just the flu. This is no different. Old people get the flu, it's dangerous for them. Old people get pneumonia, it's dangerous for them. This is no different. So my, uh, and, and this person said, we're on a Zoom call. And he goes, what about the 66,000 people that have died? I said, who are they? I don't know any of them. You know, and say, hey, if, if when I look up the statistics, the statistics in California, 650 people die every day. 650 people die every day in California. Gunshots, brain cancer, uh, heart disease, um, kidney disease, suicide, murder, car accidents. When you and at the same time, 700, 700 babies are born every day in California. Okay, that's not too alarming because it's just a statistic, it's the circle of life. But when you say, hey, 650 people died today in California of COVID. That scares the crap out of you. And do you see, they're trying to scare the crap out of everybody. The whole idea was the only way we're going to, we're going to uh, uh, beat Donald Trump, who's extraordinarily successful in everything he's doing. The only way we're there, we have a chance of getting rid of him is we have to create a, a reason that we can't let people go to the polls. Hello. Next thing they're going to go, Oh man. I can't believe there's 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 people there's people not not being able to watch vote counts. There's people just separating the envelopes from the from the mail-in ballots. So how can we check them? Oh, wow. How how obvious is that? Well, we were saying it was obvious before they actually uh, certified it. So anyway, you watch, you watch. You know, and and it's going to be 2 years from now there's going to be uh advertisements on the uh, advertisements on the TV. Did you you'll be watching TV late night? Did you get the COVID vaccine and now you're having now you're having uh, brain tumors and all this stuff popping up? 
call the law offices of Slate and Leone. You're going to be doing doing stuff like that. And we're saying, hey, you know what? Do I need this vaccine? No way. When the government wants to stick a needle in your arm that bad, something's wrong. But hey, they said Biden said everybody should get it. They're paying us to get it. They're doing a state lottery. We're giving away 500, 500 uh, lottery prizes for, for kids getting it. Something's wrong here, folks. So anyway, uh, here's the next revelation that we learned this week. Reports this week indicate FBI infil- infiltrated some of the groups who uh, took part in the January 6th Capitol riots. The site Revolver News has reports, and Tucker Carlson's been covering all week. Um, there's a lot of, lot of information, but here are the main points that, that you need to know right now. And remember, we talked about Tim GNA, uh, Baked Alaska, uh, two weeks ago on the show. We interviewed him, a uh, guy who's a social media guy, and he was in there reporting. Being, uh, being safe and, and uh, respectful to everybody in the Capitol Police, but they stuck him in jail for for a week and they're, uh, and they're racked up a hundred thousand dollars worth of legal with, uh, uh, legal expenses and threatening that if he doesn't talk to the FBI, that they're going to add a felony on it. He can go to jail for, for years and years and years. So remember that. So, so what revolver news is reporting, it says start all starts in fall when FBI arrested 14 people for planning to kidnap Michigan governor Gretchen Whitmer, which I can't say would be a bad idea. Um, it turns out that, that out of the 14 people, at least five of them were five of those were FBI, undercover FBI agents or informants. The rest were involved in a far right militia group called the Three Percenters, one of the which is one of the three main militia groups now being blamed for storming the Capitol on January 6th. The other two are Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys. So Proud Boys are are typically known for for stopping Antifa and and fighting with them. And uh, Oath Keepers is like a Second Amendment group. I can tell you, uh, one of my one of my buddies up in the high desert, he's a member of Oath Keepers. And I know that when uh, when the uh, uh, people were doing protests and looting and all that stuff, they all went up to the areas that they knew it was going to happen with the protest and stood guard. I don't think they killed anybody and I don't think they looted or stormed anything, but they stood guard in the areas where they knew there was going to be protests planned. And they stood guard to protect the, the stores and the people. And, uh, and that's what, what they're about. So the three percenters I'm not, not familiar with, but this is what they're saying. According to Revolver News, the undercover agents infiltrated the Whitmer kidnapping plot. They got information on the plans to storm the U.S. Capitol on January 6th from the three percenters. Then the director of the Detroit FBI field office, who oversaw the infiltration, was immediately granted promotion to the D.C. office where he is now the lead FBI agent for all January 6 cases, January 6 storming of the Capitol cases. So let's see. Let's read that again. The director of the Detroit field office, who oversaw the putting in FBI agents to infiltrate these people, was immediately granted a promotion to the D.C. office where he's now the, wow, we just sent some FBI agents in there to, to figure out what's happening so we can uh, get inside information, and then you get promoted. Whether or not any of the information that they're creating is true, uh, additionally, two FBI informants were active participants in the in a June 6 meeting, June 6, 2020. So, additionally, two FBI informants were active participants in a June 6, 2020 meetings where the three percentage group plotted to storm the Capitol. Does that make any sense to you? June 6, 2020, nobody knew who was going to be who was going to be elected. 
but they're already plotting to storm the Capitol. Hmm. Well, these three percenter guys are are uh, are uh, Second Amendment guys too, and they're plotting to storm the Capitol. Why? Well, what if Trump won? But they're planning it planning it six months ahead of time. This stuff doesn't make any sense to me, folks. I hope it doesn't make any sense to you, because they're trying to pull the wool over on our eyes. They're trying to make us. They're trying to make everybody everybody afraid, and you know, and it's just a opportunity for them to to uh, squelch all our information out there squelch the talking you know you see see trump trump out there talking about what's going on they don't want him to have social media facebook is facebook uh, turned off his thing till 2023 hmm 2023 that that way so he can't go out there and have that much influence on the 2022 uh, election because when people when trump talks people listen a lot of people listen and especially now that now that we're seeing come to pass that Biden being in office is a catastrophe for everybody. You know, hey, you know, we're not going to raise we're not going to raise taxes on the on the on middle America. Well, what do you think that thing at the gas pump is? Five dollars for gas. That's a bigger that's a bigger tax increase than anybody's ever done on on uh, the middle class in this country. I don't know about you, but. If it's $5 a gallon or $10 a gallon, I'm, it's not affecting me. But it's affecting, it's affecting the people that don't make very much money. It's affecting everybody out there that doesn't pay taxes. They have to pay these. There's no deductions. You don't get a deduction for, uh, for well, hey, you know what? I, I need some gas in my car. I get a deduction on this uh, because I'm uh, low income. Sorry, don't get that. How about the price of milk? How about the price of uh, building materials? How about the price of, I had a guy I'm uh, doing, a, doing a loan for. He's trying to get tile put in his, uh, his room addition. And he goes, man, 10,000 bucks for this? That's the cheapest thing I've done. I said, well, that doesn't seem that off to me. He goes, he goes yeah, but I could have got this done for $4,000 before, uh, before all this stuff happened. But now the price of everything's gone up so high and uh, people are, are not going to work. Do you not think this affects you folks? Make sure you repeat these talking points when you're talking to your kids and your neighbors and your coworkers and uh, make sure everybody's clear because they don't want anybody to be thinking about this. Certainly not hearing it from Trump because Trump tells you the truth. Say there's also a lingering question about why the FBI arrested 465 people for participating in a riot like TMGNA we had uh, two weeks ago. And as well as um, I just got uh, a name and a phone number for uh, one guy that was with three other guys that came that went to the January 6th. And the story I've heard, and I'm going to bring him on the radio in two weeks. Um, the story, the story I've, I've heard is that uh, he was there and one of the guys is a nurse. He was there to uh, to help out because a big, big crowd, Hey, let's go check it out. And, you know, of course, if there's any people needing medical attention, we can help there. If the security needs, needs any help, we can help out, you know, guys going honorable. Hey, I want to see what's going on, but being honorable about it. And, uh, uh, one of the guys just got that they knocked, they busted down his door, hauled him out in the front, uh, guns and handcuffs and all that stuff. And he says, Hey, all you had to do was knock. This is KGB stuff, guys. I'm going to bring them on the radio and maybe the story I heard is not completely true, but we're going to hear it right from the horse's mouth. So 465 people were 
uh, participating in the riot. Um, but we still don't know who shot Trump supporter Ashley Babbitt. What we do know is that Capitol police officer who was uh, the Capitol police officer who shot her was cleared of all cleared of all wrongdoing. And the FBI will not release his name. In a congressional hearing Tuesday, Republican Paul Gosser of Arizona challenged FBI Director Christopher Ray on this. Director Ray, do you know who executed Ashley Babbitt? I, no, I don't know the name of the person okay, who. So, was do you agree that Ashley, Ashley Babbitt, Babbitt was unarmed? I, I, no, I really can't weigh in on the facts and circumstances of that case. As you may know, that was investigated by the uh, D.C. Metro's Internal Affairs Department with the DOJ Civil Rights Division and the U.S. Attorney's Office, and the FBI well, was not it's, it's, it's the investigative agency. Yeah, it's a disturbing. The Capitol Police officer that did the shooting, Ashley Babbitt, appeared, appeared to be hiding, lying in wait, and they gave no warning before killing her. Question again, why hasn't that officer that executed Ashley Babbitt been named when police officers around the country are routinely identified after a shooting? Comment on that case. It's not one that we've been directly involved in, so I really can't agree or disagree with your characterization. Sounds good. Do you approve of lethal force against unarmed citizens, particularly a 110-pound woman with no warning, no use of, no, uh, no use of non-lethal force prior and while laying in wait? Not going to try to answer a hypothetical, especially one based on a case that I just said. That actually wasn't a hypothetical. That's actually what what happened. Yeah, that's a hypothetical. And you're the head of the FBI, and this is a high-profile case, and you don't know anything about it? Do you believe that BS? Do you believe that? I mean, I thought this Christopher Way was a weak suck since uh, he went in uh, following James Comey's uh, uh, resignation. Um, And now it just continues to prove it. Now, why why does... uh, why did Biden keep keep him in when he took over? Because he likes a weak suck. He likes that. You know, I just don't I just don't buy that BS. And, uh, you know, well, it's and why this was allowed to happen. I don't know. But keep your eyes open and your brain turned on and you'll and you'll figure things out. Things will start to be clear to you. Hey, uh, if you have comments on this show, email me at ed at ed And uh, stay tuned for my coming book, uh, Experience Matters. And uh, I'll keep you in the loop on on that as it's coming out. And we're shooting for a September 11th release date. Stay tuned. I'll keep you up to up to speed. My name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. And I'll be back again with you next week. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRG ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926438. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.